following presentation was recorded live by the Jewish Ethics Institute. Um, we began the topic of uh, discussing the philosophy of circumcision, um, what's behind it, why specifically that organ was chosen, and why um, women were not included in the um, application. Um, that's what we discussed last week. Mr. I was here until the yeah, last yeah, 10 yeah. or so minutes. Um, so, so today I just want to discuss a little some of the innovative procedures um, in contemporary times for precision and what we allow and what we don't. Generally, as we know, um, traditional Judaism is very gets very nervous when we start getting innovative with traditional procedures. Um, so there's a few issues, there's, there's many issues, but we're not going to have time for all of them. Many of them are technical, and I'm not a mall, so I can't get so technical. Um, but uh, some examples are, um, well, there's a famous one, which we're not going to discuss, which is Metzitza um, Bepel, which has been in the news um, a lot the last couple of years, um, which is that there is, the Gemara talks about a, no, there's three, as we're going to see soon, there's three, and we mentioned last week, three um, parts to the procedure of the circumcision. So you have the, the what's called the actual uh, creases, which is the cutting of the, of the foreskin. Then you have priya, which is the peeling back of um, some membrane, I forgot the name of the membrane, underneath the foreskin. Toko will mention it soon. And then there's the third part, which is called matzitsa vipa, which they actually try, they draw blood out of um, the penis. Usually it was traditionally done um, by mouth. Um, and today, many more use pipettes or other forms to, to initiate that sucking procedure. Um, and it started, it's not a new thing. The problem with this, already in the 1700s, 1800s, so far, there was, there was a German government tried to ban it um, for the sake of the of the children, I'm not sure exactly what the issue was there. There was some type of also um, disease that they were concerned about. Um, and then already many, when the discussion is, is that part of the actual Mila, or is it just uh, a thing that was added later on? As the Rambam mentions it, and seemingly the Gemara implies, it's purely a health benefit. They understood it to be a health benefit by removal of blood after the... For the while or for the kid? No, for the kid. Oh. Okay, by the removal of blood, the Rambam says uh, um, it's very dangerous. As a matter of fact, the, the Talmud, uh, I think it's the Talmud, mentions that if a mile doesn't do metzitza, he's, he's banned. That's a mile. Um, if it wasn't done. So again, so this came up throughout the ages. Not a new thing. Rec most recently in New York City, um, I don't remember exactly what year, a few years back, passed a law. Um, originally, it tried to ban metzitza, but the backlash was very great, and as politicians tend to do, they tend to be concerned about the Jewish voters. Um, so they they um, they retracted, and basically the law, I believe, states that the mole has to be tested um, periodically, I think quarterly, throughout the year for for uh, any diseases. Secondly, you need to get consent from the parents prior to doing it. Um, Is that the supplement blood? Yes. yes. Yeah. So, um, so whatever. There's, so that's and it still keeps on surfacing again, different places. You know, there's uh, no reliable test for herpes. 
Okay, that could be there's in either case the there's no documented case by the way even New York City you agree I've looked at testing there's so far there's been no documented case of a child a child that was proven there were children that got herpes after circumcision but it's not clear it's from the mall many times it's actually from the mother with four mm-hmm. cases of children dying I think in the last 15 20 years in New York City um, after Mila from herpes, but in, in none of those cases have been proven to be that the herpes was gotten from the mall. So there's a lot of a lot of debate about it. We're not going to get into it. Again, according to many poskim, um, there's no problem with doing it with a glass pipette or with a sponge. Um, again, dating back even to the 1700s, I think I had a ruinous appetite. Um, you know, what's interesting is histor- I'm looking at the history. Um, you know, I just wonder whether that was just done. I, I, I'd have to do a little bit more history of medicine, yeah. but licking wounds, putting saliva in wounds, is a, is a well-known antibacterial and helps in the healing of yeah. wounds. Yes, so the, the Gemara says it's for the sake of healing. Gemara I understand. So for the baby, it, it, it was kind of a well-known cultural <laughs> idea to well, spit how, in how a wound back? and yeah. apply saliva to wounds. How far back? Well, that's what I, I didn't get back to, but here they're talking about Pliny the Elder, and I mean, there were, yeah, this is thousands of years ago. Yeah. Pretty far back. Pliny the Elder is from the Talmud. The Roman Emperor Vespasian, I mean, like... What I'm saying, that's that is, so yeah, so clearly it's a Talmudic... Now, the, the last... The Talmudic times it implies very clearly, even before that, but I'm saying the Talmud implies before. that it's the point for, the goal is for health. Now, today, obviously, we're, we're doctors are saying could be no, but potentially dangerous. So that what's interesting the is if that was in fact the goal. This is now talking about conservative theology, conservative Judaism theology. Yeah. We would say, okay, so if it's for a wound, you don't need saliva anymore. Put some bacitrase and put some mm-hmm. uh, antibiotic ointment on, and you're done. If that's in fact the, re- yeah. the yes. rationale, well, it's not clear what the ra- it's, again the common it's, it's for health spinning. reasons. This isn't spitting. It's this not about drawing. spitting. Yeah, it's on the contrary. It's drawing. The Rambam yeah. says it's about drawing the blood I know that that's out. the way they write it, but I don't know that that's in fact what was commonly understood in the day. That it's well, the Rambam understood it like that. It's a, it's a matter of drawing the blood. I understand, but and while you're drawing blood, right. salivary yeah, enzymes are going the it's other clear. way. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe. The last statistic I uh, read was that seventy percent of the American uh, population tests positive for the herpes virus. Oh, yeah, different types test. of herpes. There's also different right. types of herpes, then, and not everything yeah. can be affected that way. But I, we're, we're not going. One could also ask the question of the the health of the moil. Yes. So that's interestingly that's enough, in the uh, during the advent in the AIDS period in the whatever eighties, early eighties, I remember whenever that was. So there were moilim who, not because of the concern of the baby, concerned for themselves that they refused to do it. That's when they started using the glass pipette. It was only later on there was a case of herpes where kids died of herpes where they, the issue was the baby. So it's interesting. In, in, uh, when I was uh, in high school, elementary school, I remember that many Molim, unless they knew the parents and they knew it, they refused to do, refused to do it. Um, here too, many of the Molim will use a glass pipette, not because of the concern of the child, but the concern for themselves. <laughs> so that was, uh, it goes both ways, yes. But either way, the fact, so if it's clearly just a health concern, this gets back to what we discussed in the past, where you have science contradicting Torah to a certain extent. Today, the science tells us it's not healthy, so then there's no question you can change it out. You don't have to do it at all, even. It's really not a component of the meal. It has nothing to do with circumcision. It's purely for the health. It was understood for the health benefits of the child. Today, if, if the medical community is saying that it's dangerous, so we'll just drop it. We don't do it. So 
are those who say that. Um, there are those who say you can change the procedure, just do it with a pipette. This way there's no bacterial issue. Or done with a sponge, uh, I don't know exactly. The Sam <coughs> Sofer talks about that in the 1800s. I'm not sure how that was done. Um, they would draw out the blood with a sponge as opposed to the sucking. Um, or pipette, either one. And there are those who say, God forbid, you can never change it. This is a tradition, and, and we don't do change anything in tradition. And it's not, it's not just a... Uh, medical benefit is that's actually a component of the circumcision. So those are the three camps and we're not going to discuss yeah. So so but it but it is a big uh, issue in New York still is currently there you know, there's still going back and forth. Officially there's this law in the books. I can tell you practically I don't think any more at least in New York next when you really gets consent from the parents, maybe they do, but it's a it's a nice I think it was a thing because there were there was a movement complaining about it so the New York City Council passed this law, the mayor but nothing really changed in traditional communities, as far as I see. There are many more who do use pipettes, um, but but in, the tr in like the Hasidic communities, sure, they all do the same thing, nothing has changed. How yeah. did we get to the circumcision having these three components? That's an excellent question, which I'm not sure I know the answer fully. I mean, I will discuss it a little well with the other yeah, so they're, they're, they're all discussed in the Talmud. The question, again, which ones are essential and which ones are not. That's going to be the question. So it's, it's relevant to the other two types that I like to talk about. One is, uh, there's a question of anesthesia and circumcision. Um, should we be giving the baby either topical or general anesthesia before causing him to go through this great traumatic anguish? Local. Or whiskey. Topical or local. Or no, even general. For, I mean, What's wrong with the wine? Okay, so that's a good question. Um, should we? Should we? And ca can we? And sh and if we can, should we be doing that? Um, number two is um, a question came up. I've seen an interesting question of laser circumcision today. They, you can do surgery with lasers. Um, so can you do circumcision through laser surgery? That a fulfillment. It's very relevant. Uh, it was discussed in the context of hemophiliacs because when you do and use laser, there is no blood. I don't know, or very little blood. Probably no blood. Assuming. So therefore, for hemophiliacs, um, where the halacha is, as we'll see, that you cannot. Um, it's prohibited actually halachically to circumcise a hemophiliac child, or or a child, not even a hemophiliac child, a child from a hemophiliac family or prior in the family there's been two, uh, there's been incidences of hemophilia. So the, the Shulchan Aruch says very clearly, it's a Gemara. Talmud says that you, it's prohibited to circumcise a child. By the way, in any case of illness, in any type of illness, the, the halach is you can, you should not circumcise a child. Um, as a matter of fact, even if a child is slightly ill, and the question is how you gauge that, but we don't do circumcision, as a matter of fact, even after the doctor says you can't do it, we wait eight days from when the doctor deems it's safe to do the circumcision. So much so, there's also, let's say, cases of jaundice where um, today's medicine really says it's not such an issue. The, the num depending on the bilirubin count, unless it's extremely high, the doctor will tell you it's okay to do it. Most, uh, uh, almost all of them will still not do a circumcision on a jaundice baby, even if the numbers are extremely low. Because, uh, because <coughs> we're overly cautious when it comes to the health of the baby. Um, so, my, gra so my grandson, who's scheduled for his circumcision on Arab Yom Kippur, uh, jaundiced. So every day he went to the doctor to get his bilirubin checked until the moil said, okay, I'll do it. 
<laughs> but it's a very busy day, so make sure you're there on time. Right, so there's a, right, so there's a number, very, no, the Molin's number that they use traditionally is much lower than the medical uh, field will tell you is, is a problem for doing it, meaning for, for doing it to the baby, but they tried it actually, Dr. Steinberg worked very hard to change the numbers, but uh, no one really listened to him. Um, like he says, no, meaning whenever, and this is very important to understand in the context here, whenever you have something done a certain way um, in the traditional community, in those communities they're very reluctant to change, um, especially it's being done in thousands of years like this. Um, so usually, even if it's a medical issue, it's going to take, usually, uh, according to Dr. Steinberg, the, the, he says the observant community is, is usually 15 years behind the medicine. Halacha is 15 years behind the medicine. That's usually the amount of time it takes to change halacha based on new medical facts. I mean, unless, meaning, again, if there's a danger, that's something else. But talking about it being cautious, we, we won't change something just because there's new studies say it. It takes 15 years to, to implement that change. It's a good idea because five years after the right. study, the another study, study will come out. So it's actually right. So, but but that's so he he is, he met Been with there. different rabbis in Israel to change the the level of the Billy Rubin count number that would allow a circumcision because again it's a mitzvah it's a biblical obligation to circumcise on the eighth day. So he was saying it's crazy that we don't we we you know there's such a low threshold for calling the baby uh, you know the baby's a little yellow the Mo won't do it, which today you know, the numbers have totally changed. So he got one, he convinced one rabbi, then he, the rabbi, before he came out with the letter, ended up dying. So he had to start on another big rabbi, and that rabbi didn't, you know. So it was, it was a surprise. Anyway, okay, so let's... What's begin. the number? The, the medical number is something like 21 or 22, a very high number. The, uh, the number used by Moalim is something like 12 or 13. So, so I'm saying so... Uh, um, okay, so let's let's start with laser circumcision. So, um, let's let's see what we're still, let's yeah let's start with laser. So laser is a is um, the question is like this: Is mila done with laser circumcision a valid mila? Um, and again, like I said, the context where it was originally where I s it's only this where it was originally discussed. This is a, a response written in. Um, no, sorry, it's more new. It's written by someone, Minchas Yitzchak, I think in 1982 or 87, I don't remember. I have a here but it doesn't have a date on it. So he discusses the question again of a hemophiliac. Let me just read you the question that was posed. So make sure I have the right question. If I can find it. This is someone whose name was Diane Weiss. He was an English gentleman who was affiliated with the extreme ultra-Orthodox, those are people who throw kugel in Jerusalem. Um, if you're not uh, wearing the right clothing, or you don't look the same as them. So he, so this was addressed to him. He says, um, <coughs> um, sick children, which is Hebrew for uh, hemophilia. Nezilat nam, they have the sickness of flowing of blood, doesn't coagulate. Lemolim um, to circumcise him bekarne laser with uh, laser beams. Okay, the person who posed the question to him, Shenisparsen bitonim, it was a story in the papers, Brit Mila, in the Israeli papers, Shenasal and Naar Ben Yud Gimel, he was 13 years old, um, this child. He had the sickness of hemophilia. That the, the blood does not coagulate. 
יש סכנה גדולה לחייו. Having a normal circumcision would be a great danger to his life. Himtzie is a rofi mumcha. He found some specialist, some specialist doctor. Lasso tamila b'machshir nikra karni laser with a machine that's called a laser beam something. Hainu shelo ishtam shu b'shum sakan matachas, which they don't use any knife or metal. Rakali day has trolim, which means the rays, these uh, rays, shalosa machshir, this machine, b'tzua tachatach, that causes the cutting below, below shi yashum dam, where there's no blood involved. Emlom, kifia ha-mivur medivrem, What's explained according to their explanation? Are you tzrichim likamot shel chomer hakrasha? They still need. Seems like some type of the child still takes some type of medicine which causes coagulation. By the way, I forgot to mention last week we discussed some of the medical benefits of circumcision. Interestingly enough, I found an article about it, but <coughs> I don't know where it is. That discusses that uh, one of the reasons, interestingly enough, that when a baby is born. Um, that the it doesn't start producing vitamin K till the sixth day, the baby's body, meaning uh, it receives some some from the mother at birth through the placenta, um, oh, but it takes till the baby's a week old for the baby to start um, to start producing its own um, coagulants. Um, um, so there's no meaning meaning whatever it gets from the mother disintegrates after the first three days, according to this article that I read. And then, and then it starts producing its own coagulants at day six. Okay, so basically, when you do the mila, there's that's the. I mean, if you do the mila earlier, technically, without giving, like they do today, for when they do non-Jewish circumcisions in hospital, early earlier than eight days, they give the baby um, some type of medicine, from what I've read, which causes the blood to coagulate because surgery is dangerous within that immediate time. What, what would be what the point is so meaning it's happens to be fascinating. Again, this is not the reason for the eight day. We don't know the reason, but it happens to be interesting that it coincides with the baby's production of coagulants, um, which begins at the sixth day of, of life. Okay, so by the eighth day, the body's ready, uh, and, uh, and meaning normally, unless you give the baby vitamin K supplements, there's going to be issues before that. From whatever it, uh, I don't know the research on it, uh, something that I read an article about it. Quoting me- a medical journal, but again, I don't, I don't know much about it. Sorry. In, in, what pr- in what cases would you do a, a, a Brit uh, Mila before the eighth day? Wouldn't if the child's not Jewish. But not American, uh, 80% of men in America are circumcised. They don't wait for eight days. They do oh, it in right. the hospital after birth. Yeah, but that's done usually the first day, the second right. day when the mother's So they so. give them vitamin K supplements. From right. <coughs> um, okay, so... So again, his question, so the question is here, um, he says they give them supplements, even in this case where they're doing it with, where they're using laser, so I'm not sure why, if there's no blood. Um, first of all, the question is, can you do this, ideally? And what if it was done? Is that person considered as circumcised, halachically? Ukimuvan, he says, this is obviously understood. She says, Obviously, you have to do the next stage, meaning all the circumcision does is actually is, um, is cut the foreskin with the laser, meaning all the laser does is cut the foreskin. And there's the second part, which he said, which is pulling back the membrane. That's done separately. So he says, That, of course, it's understood that, that you have to do that separately. The built is out, because the Gemara uh, rules, and that was going back to your question of how we know this, but. Still don't know how we know it yet, but the Gemara says if 
Mulvilo para, if someone does the circumcision, meaning the cutting of the foreskin, but doesn't remove the membrane underneath, it's as if there was no circumcision, meaning it's not a valid circumcision, to go and uh, go back and do it again, whatever that means. Um, now, interestingly enough, the Gemara does say that originally when it was commanded to Abraham, there was no Priya. That halacha, that you pull back the Priya, the pulling back of the membrane, wasn't commanded to Abraham, it was only came later in Pasha Tazri at Arsina. So, so, interestingly enough, Muslims, I don't know if they do it, um, because they are getting it from Abraham, so I'm not sure, I don't think they do the second part. Which, by the way, that's the qu- another question, which we're not going to address today, which is, can you use a Muslim mall? Um, do you have to use a, a Jewish mall? Um, meaning, because the halacha usually is, you have to use someone who's obligated in the mitzvah, meaning, as we discussed last week, question of women, the Gemara discussed, can a woman be a mall? Meaning, just like in any mitzvah, and this is the reason, uh, without getting um, into the whole, a lot of women's issues, but the reason why in traditional Judaism, women can't lead the service, they can't do things, is because not because we're sexist. Could be we are sexist, but that's not the reason. The reason is because um, because if you're not obligated in that mitzvah, you can't fulfill the mitzvah for the congregation. So since women aren't obligated in positive commandments that are time-bound, so therefore they cannot be the shliach for the tzibur, okay, and the, for that mitzvah. That's why blowing the shofar, for example, except for women, where they have the same level of obligation. Meaning in order to fulfill the obligation for someone else, as a leader, you have to have the same level of obligation as the people that are fulfilling it. So since a woman has, let's say, for example, shofar is a time-bound mitzvah, so therefore she couldn't blow it for the whole congregation because the men have an obligation, the women technically don't. They f- could fulfill them. It's, they don't have the obligatory thing. So the, so the question becomes, let's say, um, if you want to use a non-Jew as a mole, that's a problem, because since he's not obligated in the mitzvah, he can't be your, uh, what's it called in legal law? Your, your stand agent. in place. Yeah, your agent, but but like your, uh, when you put someone in your place. Surrogate. Surrogate, whatever. So, so, so the point is, so now the question is, so but Muslims, Technically, as we said last week, certain Muslims are actually certain. The Bnei Ketura, the, the six children that Abraham had in this week's parasha with Hagar, do have an obligation of Mila, just as <coughs> Jews, going to the Ramah Melis, going to Ramanis. So therefore, the question is, if I find one of them, technically, I should be able to use him as a mall, because he is the same obligation as a Jew. Mm-hmm. But, says the, I forgot who, Someone has a response. He says, no, you still can't use them because they don't have the second obligation of pulling back the membrane. And since the Talmud says a circumcision done without pulling back that second membrane is not a circumcision for a Jew, so therefore they can't be your mall. So don't use a Muslim mall at the end, bottom line. Yes, sorry. Is, is, the, is the obligation to be circumcised or to do a circumcision? It's a great question. We're going to talk about that. That's a very important question because... Uh, it's depending on a lot of these procedures, meaning do we care about how it happens or we just, as long as uh, there's nothing there, as long as there's no foreskin, we're good. So that's, that's a very important question. We'll see. It's a good question. I'm not sure I know the answer, but it's a good question. Okay, so so getting back to laser, where were we? Okay, so laser. So so what's, so what's so this is the question that was posed to him, again, for this hemophiliac 13-year-old. Um, <laughs> which no, they weren't coming to him before it was done it was a story in the papers and they asked him what his opinion was is it a, is it valid circumcision but it's very relevant like I said for hemophiliacs or for parents who might get very nervous about a mall do, you know mutilating their son in that manner very traumatic for, for 
some others. Um, so can they just use laser? I, I don't know, you know, is it, is it something that would be valid? So, so there's a few issues. Um, I'll discuss what the issues are. One is, um, what is the kind of implement? So this gets to your question in a certain sense. The Gemara seems to apply, and the Ramam quotes it in the Laws of Mila, it says, quoting Maimonides, he says, all instruments are kosher for circumcision, even stone, typo here, even stone and glass, but the ideal instrument to perform the mitzvah is with an iron implement, and the custom is to do it with a knife. That's the language of the Rambam. So he says very clearly, we don't care about the instrument. The Rambam seems to be implying, it's all kosher. Whatever you use, um, the Gemara discusses even using a reed. It says you shouldn't use it because it, it could not cut properly, but it sounds like whatever you use, technically, is fine. Um, the custom is, again, ideally you do with uh, an iron instrument, and even that, it's questionable what the source of the Rambam is. Um, is there a source? Uh, as we know, Tzipporah in the Torah, it says she used a rock. Um, Moshe, Moses' mother, Moses, sorry, Moses' wife, mm-hmm. and Moses' child used a rock to do the meal. So clearly, it doesn't seem like the implement is an issue. Um, again, ideally, it is. You should use metal, but that, and as far as that's concerned, it's done. So what's the concern here? Um, the concern... There's another, there's a very important thing which is relevant to many halachot, which is something called koach adam, um, which is when we do any action halachically, it has to be attributed to the person doing it. Meaning, again, if there's a, let's say the obligation is on the father, he makes the mole his messenger, so we have to attribute that action to the mole. That he, meaning it's a human action of cutting in this case. Okay? The question is, how, how do you apply that to laser? Is that applied to, to a laser surgery? can you consider that a human action? There's no one actually doing the cutting, um, potentially speaking, meaning um, it's discussed actually in a different, in earlier truth, in 1925, there's a response about using uh, some, I don't know what it is, uh, it's in Hebrew, so he just calls it, he calls it sam, a poison, um, but using a, some type of caustic substance to remove the foreskin, that they would apply some type of cream. Sounds pretty rough to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it could be a lot better than a knife. Do you use a laser so, on Shabbat? That's a different question. Well, <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. But the point is, so so this Imre Yosher, who was uh, someone named Mayor Rick, I believe he lived in Israel, in 1925 he wrote a responsum. Um, the responsum was actually relevant to the second question. The responsum addressed a number of issues. One of them was anesthesia. Um, it was about a, a summer in the army uh, who was converting, I don't know which army, doesn't say, Polish army, I don't know which army, who, um, a 30-year-old man who was converting to Judaism, and the question was, can they um, put him to sleep? Um, you know, can they give him general anesthesia to perform the circumcision? Um, or any anesthesia. So in the context of that response, and we're not, we're not going to discuss, we're not up to the anesthesia part yet, but he dis- discusses this question of using some, he, what he calls sam, poison, but some type of caustic cream or substance that they would put, they can put, which would actually cut through the skin. So he says, you can't do that, it's not, it's not valid. Why? Because, um, if I can find it here, he, he, his proof is, he says, it's not considered an action. He says the, the Talmud actually discusses it when it comes to the uh, Parsha Mishpatim, not going to get into the laws of slavery, but there's a law of a, a Jewish indentured servant, someone in uh, Judaism, there's no bankruptcy. So if someone owes you money, okay, and they so and they can't pay it back, so they you give them a job, they work for you, come clean your your house, right? So so uh, the Torah says so. There's a concept of indentured servant in the Torah, um, 
and it says, but you ha no matter what they owe you, they only there's a there's a maximum of how many years they can work for you. Six years is the maximum. That means you could only be in, a, in another. You could only have an indentured servant for up to six years. Jewish indentured servant. After six years, you you have to let him free. That's the law in the Torah. Not getting the specifics. And then it discusses if he decides he wants to stay. He loves it here so much. He likes uh, you know the room board. He likes staying in your house. So you would have to. Um, uh, drill a hole in his earlobe. Okay, and this is whatever reason the Torah says because there's no such thing as slaves in Judaism. We're slaves to Hashem. If you're a slave, you got to be a slave to God, not to another person. Okay, that's what the Torah says. And therefore, you drill a hole to remember whatever it is. Egypt, you look it up in chapter 22 something. And you have to do it against, against the door, right? Yeah, you, you drill a hole in his ear, onto the doorpost, whatever it is. The That's point is... Shoshana and I are reading that right now. Oh, yeah? Okay. So now some some good door. stuff to talk about. So he says, so the Gemara says, can you do it through some type of caustic substance, make the hole with some type of cream they had in those days to put on his ear? And he said, the Gemara says, no, you can't do that because it needs to be done by a person. Okay? So he's understanding the implication is you need to have a human. When the Torah says to do any action, it has to be done with an act done by a human. Um, so therefore he says using a caustic substance where it's just the human didn't do the act. It's happening by itself because of the, whatever the caustic is causing the skin to deteriorate. That would not be considered an act of drilling a hole. Even though this, you initiated the, the result, the result is the same. The end of the day is a whole year, but you initiate the result. But that's called what what, uh, what he calls um, proximate cause or causation. That's a legal proximate term. Cause, yeah, what is, yeah. uh, explain us what that means in legal terms. Proximate, proximate cause. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? It means it's got to be immediate enough to really prove up that it's a cause and effect. Right. Direct cause. So, yeah. Right. So that's a very major concept in halacha called grama in general, which means even on Shabbat. Let's say there's even um, you know, I remember when we were kids, when I aged myself, um, yesterday was my birthday, but when I aged myself, but we had this thing called uh, um, Mousetrap. Remember that game, Mousetrap? Rube Goldberg. No, it was a game, no? I guess I'm younger than I um, Mousetrap. It was this game, you put a marble and it goes through this whole maze and it causes this to turn and whatever, yeah. you know, you know that? Anyway, so that's causation, meaning the result is what happens, but you're, you just caused the result to happen. There was no direct action that caused that result. Similarly, we discuss, and again, it's applicable. So even on Shabbat, let's say I do one of the 39 prohibited malachot, but I don't do it by a direct action. Okay, I do it through just by causation, by proximate cause, um, or non-proximate cause. It, it would not be proximate, right, not cause, proximate cause if you... So I mean, there's no direct result. It, some something else intervened and then it happened. Right. Okay, it's so no let's, longer or let's say in the case of murder, it's a classical criminal case. Let's say I I release uh, a lion into the street. Lion escapes my backyard. My pit bull escapes and kills someone. So that's I listen. It was my yeah. I opened the gate for the pit bull, but I didn't. I caused the murder. I caused the death, but I didn't murder the person. Okay. So what about it with a gun? Oh, gun is you. That's that's in, that's in proximate cause. It's immediate. I pull the trigger. It happens. But you didn't. Bullet. You didn't put the bullet into yes, the person. Yes, The gun did. Your your strength of pulling the, the trigger <laughs> pushed <laughs> the bullet out. That's what it did. Okay. Same thing. You if I drove a car to someone, so I didn't. Yes, you're you're driving the car. 
I ran someone over the car. So that's my action. You released the action. lion and you released the bullet. You're saying that's different. What? You released the but lion and you released the bullet. Be yeah, the but again, this, this meaning that you, there's a lot of other things that happen. Just because I released a lion doesn't mean it's going to kill someone. You opened the it's gate. not surely going to happen. Mm. And it's not immediate. It could have happened three days later. I'm saying that's what proximal cause. So putting proximal cause means it has to be putting immediate. Putting a caustic substance on a membrane is very direct. It's direct, really but it's not saying anything it's, it's other not than proximate cause with that. Okay, so again, I am not. There's I, nothing I, indirect about that. No, action. it's not. A, it, it's too indirect. I'm not sure it's the right word. Again, I don't know enough about proximate cause. There's two parts here. One is there's something called a grammar, which means it's that actual word means direct or indirect. Then there seems to be something else called koach adam. For example, there's a big question. I'll just give you an example. When you um, make machine matzahs, some people will not. I don't use machine matzahs on Pesach. Why? There's a lot of different reasons. They only use handmade matzahs because, uh, at least for the Seder, many people only use handmade for the Seder. Why is that? Because since the Torah tells you it has to be made lishma, shma means for the sake of the mitzvah. When you're making, when you're kneading the matzahs, when you're baking. So now, can you do that with electricity? Meaning, you're turning on a machine that makes it. The machine makes the whole matzah. It's an assembly line. Right? If you haven't been yeah, to yeah. bakery, Stride's bakery. One might make an argument that if you put the caustic stuff on there and it takes a while you could reverse it, you'd have time to rethink it and wash it off where when you pull a yeah, trigger on a bullet they're using the same argument for laser ultimately and laser you don't really have that well time. we're going to see how it applies, that's the question how does it apply to laser, but before we get there I just want to explain the concept, so meaning if I do any form of prohibition in the Torah but I did it with a grammar or by not human in human action even, for example, let's say I, 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 like the question, this was a big issue, we, I think we might have discussed it when they, after Harvey, when they released, they opened the dams. Right? So there's hundreds of lawsuits and class action lawsuits going on. Is the, is the city responsible for right. opening those dams that are damaging those houses? They didn't damage the house. The water came in. They did an action which then, that's called, mm. that's a classic. Well, 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 actually, well, without getting into the whole thing, but I'm saying, but you understand, <laughs> meaning. I'm not sure that's the, the lawsuit. That's on what there the, are, a big lawsuit. The lawsuit on the dam, though, is very different than proximate They could have prevented it. And said no, it no, the lawsuit on the dam is, is under the takings clause. Did they basically take those homes mm -hmm. for the public good yeah. Yeah, without compensation. Yeah, so that's there, what the saying, main No, but I'm saying halachically, as a rabbi, if you ask me in that case, am I responsible for damage? If I lifted up, uh, you know, water, you know, I, I emptied my pool, and then it ended up in my next-door neighbor's yard and found his door. It's questionable. Halachically, it's questionable. I know you, that's your opinion. Why is it even questionable? Because it's a concept called Direct cause, in, just like in legal but in, laws, but in there's a there's a concept called proximate cause. It's the same exact thing. That is proximate cause. Uh, yeah, I, I would tend to agree opinion. with Ron because yeah. under American jurisprudence, mens rea has a lot to do with it. So if you intended for the result to occur, then yes, that that's is a different the question of That's a different question. If what you intend, you didn't have the intent. but the point if is, you unload your so the halacha discusses no, not in not in the next one. Let's say. Let's say it goes three blocks down the street and then goes into someone's yard. So am I responsible well, for that? Now okay. you're distancing. Yes, exactly. That's the point. So where do you draw the line? That's but the here question. You're talking about putting so if it's direct, by the way, the Gemara makes that, on the skin. that distinction, meaning the Gemara says if the water goes directly, I lift up the wall and it directly dra drowns this field, yeah. then I'm liable. So go but if caustic. it goes a distance and then 
ruins someone's property, then I'm not. If we start putting distance, exactly. So, so the question I'm just saying, you hit the concept. No, wait, wait, wait. I didn't get to laser yet. I didn't even discuss laser yet. We're starting with caustic materials on the skin, and what I'm saying is there's no distance. Give me a chance to talk. It's not an issue. The issue is not distance. The issue is there's two things. Something called kochad. I'll give you another. There's hundreds of examples of this in Jewish law and in and American law, meaning. There's a halacha v'tilat yadayim. You have to pour water on your hands before you okay. when you wash for bread. So there's a question: If I don't have, if I'm not pouring it, but I'm opening the faucet, is that considered pouring? Because the water was standing on the other side of the thing; it was blocked. All I'm doing now is releasing a lever, which is making coming. And that's not an action of pour, direct action of pouring. It's happening immediate, but we still don't consider. Most poskim say you can't wash if you don't. If you don't have a cup, you can do it like that. But that's not an act of pouring. If the halacha is, you have to pour. So by me opening the faucet where the le- where the just I'm opening a dam, so to speak, that's the, not pouring. So wait, what does so the commandment so, say? Ah, so that's the question here. So that says, so some understand it says hemol. They understand that there needs to be a direct human action to cut the the foreskin off. To do circumcision has to be a result of a direct human action. That's what some would want to understand from the verse. And the question is, does laser fit that criteria of a direct human action or not? That's that's according yes, to yes. I agree with that. You I mean, you write so your response. We're done. It's so You're clear. Right. <laughs> okay. We're done. But so who le- would use so laser anyway? It's so expensive and a pain in the neck. You feel like yeah. a child wants to be circumcised. It was but a case like that. We're talking about the point oh 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 one percent. But right. yeah. Okay. That doesn't make it not Torah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of things are Torah. I like to focus on the ninety nine. Okay. So now, so now. So there's a bit, lot of discussion, again, prior, nothing to do with circumcision, approximate cause of grama throughout many times, and I said, his proof text, as far as this is concerned, as far as using this caustic substance, in Ryosher, in his response, he brings this proof text from the case of uh, making a hole in the air, where in that case, the Talmud says very clearly, it's not sufficient to be considered to fulfill this mitzvah of, of making a hole in the air. Because again, it's not called koach adam. Okay, now you can agree or not agree. That's that's his opinion. Using a caustic substance on the air. He's not referring to circumcision on the air. Okay, now there are many that are, there are do argue and say that's not a valid proof text because over there we have a specific verse that implies you have to do an action of drilling. So there are those that argue. Um, so the Mikas Yitzchak, who again is this rabbi in Israel, so he says like this. He says. Um, I, just tr- I wrote down translation here, but I can read it in the Hebrew. It says, since circumcision done with laser rays, there is no direct <laughs> contact of the hand in the process of the removal of the foreskin. Is that any better than doing circumcision through a caustic substance? So he's quoting this original response from 1925 about, um, about doing a circumcision with this caustic substance and applying it to laser. He's saying, just like over there, the problem is his language. And listen to the language again, and it's not clear, it's a vague statement. There is no direct contact of the hand in the process of the removal of the foreskin. So he says, should laser be any better than that? Okay, now others, the question is just, he's not alive anymore. Others, not, others interpret him to, to mean it's a different problem here, which has nothing to do with grammar. Okay, which is that, so, he, so the simple reading of it would seem to imply the problem is you need a direct action of man to circumcise the child. And if it's not a direct action of man, and what the direct, uh, direct touching? He's saying nothing's touching in here. You're, you're, uh, you're shooting these beams, which are you're standing here. The beams are, <laughs> are shooting there, as opposed to a knife. That's what he sounds like. That's a simple reading. I'll read to you in the Hebrew. 
you, uh, just to you may be misunderstanding how the laser right. works. Yeah, well, that's, that's true. I don't know how laser works. I have no clue how laser works. I don't know if he did. You'd have to be touching and setting up and preparing. No, that's before. But I'm yeah. telling the action of the laser, shooting the laser beams, the, 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 there's no human touching that, the penis at that time. It's It's as close as a knife. When it's as close as a knife, the machine is and touching it's the penis. Touching, yeah. the, 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 yeah. the hand piece is, is as close as the knife. It's not touching, but it's as close as the no, knife. No, but I'm saying the knife is an extension of your hand. The question is, so could you consider laser beams an extension of my that hand? That's question number one. The other question is, like we're saying, um, is, is just like I started saying before, I didn't finish my statement, which is, can I, if I make matzah through a machine, or anything for that matter, if I do any mitzvah through a machine, actually, so this is a perfect example of this. Someone sent me this, so WhatsApp this week, and asked me this question. I'll show you. Very cool WhatsApp. I could find it. We talked about glasses and hearing well, aids. But I mean, you yeah, gotta, well, you gotta, we'll you get gotta, to that. You gotta, gotta, gotta hold the laser. Yeah, but the the, again, the laser is some, it's a, some you imaginary thing. It's, a, it's not an extension of your hand. The scalp actually, it is. The, blade, if you don't the, blade, blade the laser scalp. fiber, actually, for most lasers, and I haven't done it in a while, but for most lasers, you've got the fiber, and you actually touch the tissue with the fiber, just like really? you would a knife. Well, they're they're different. You can do fiber, right. and you can do also rays, where right. you're shooting like at the vocal cord at a distance. Yeah. Yeah. But still, that you right. mean so he was going. Right? This is again 1980. So the point is again, it's a it's a early it's, yeah early, early rays. So I don't know. This, so this I was a, just show you. This was a WhatsApp someone sent me this week of a robot riding a Sevator, a beautiful Sevator. She wants to know, is this kosher? I would okay. totally buy that. This is a real thing. Someone tell me to pass it around. Pass it around. So, so I have, a, I have a, a, a dumb question. Where? Press, press play. What, what happened? Can, can you, what happened? Can you write a responsa and use as your proof text a previous responsa? You think Manny Shevitz, the Mott's is back No, no, he's bringing his source. If you don't want to argue, you see. Anyway, so so that's. Did you didn't touch it? No, it's right. finished. No, it's not it's finished. It's like a five-minute thing. You turned the volume down. Oh, okay. I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. Alan's thing. touching a lot of things. I don't know. Well, don't touch lasers. I use the. Um, so the woman, this woman sent me this video, and she said, "Is this kosher?" So I wrote her back, "100 percent not." Why? Because now, what is the machine doing? It's writing a safer. It's writing a safer tar. Beautiful oh. writing. I mean, oh, beautiful safer tar. I'll show it to you close up. But a so human, human so this is a, in modern day. Is are humans that can program the robots, can set up exactly. the can So this is exactly the question. Meaning, is that kosher? Is that a, the Torah says very clearly vikasa, just like by get, same language. The Torah says vikasa. You have to write the get. So we don't use. We can't just print out a get or do it by fax today. Because that's not called writing. Pressing a button, the Torah says very clearly that you have to do an action of writing. So ha you need to do an action of writing. Pressing a button on my printer, pressing print on my computer is not an action of writing. If I program a robot to write, a human's so, not writing no. it. Torah says so, you have to write it. You, meaning the husband in the, in the case of a get or Sefer Torah or whoever is writing it. So that is 100% not kosher. There's no question about that in halach. You know the next question. It's beautiful, beautiful though, huh? right? So you understand the, we understand the issue. Like so the same thing, I, I, I I'm it, making matzahs. Can I, by me pressing a button to make matzahs, that called... This is further removed than a laser. Yeah. If, okay. if, if you I, have I, one I, of those machines where you write and there's kind of a mechanical thing that copies your writing mechanically... So it, 
Is Did that? You see the video? Is yeah. that? Uh, that's not. Uh, Say it again. That's a video. You know they have these mechanical copiers with sort of a, a little jointed thing, and when you write here, there's another pen that's kind of yeah. doing your writing. Can you write a secret so that, that might be more direct, although it's indirect, but it's more direct. Than <laughs> that might be kosher, meaning there is a guy in town, a Rabbi Kobe, who has a shul. His Rebbe, his name is Rabbi Abadi, he, there's something called silk screen. I don't know if you're familiar with that, which is basically, you know, when you were kids, they had these tracing uh, with holes. Yeah. So you, in this case, not, you're not tracing, there's holes of the letters, of the whole Sefer Torah. They, they made like a screen, and then they take a sponge of ink, and they just roll it over it. And the ink goes into yeah. the holes. So he holds that's writing because you're doing an act. A human is doing that, not a machine. And that he says is kosher. So you can write a sefer Torah that done that way. First of all, it's beautiful because it's standardized letters. It's perfect. And yeah. he says uh, he says it's 100% kosher. Every other rabbi in Israel disagrees with him. Yeah. So also they say it's going to take away all the put all the self from out of business. Yeah. The samach. So how do you do a mem and samach? Do anything because you have no middle piece to create a, an outside. No, so you only the hole is the is the where the, the ink goes. I understand. So but it's samach and a man. So in the middle is filled, so the ink, no ink goes in the middle. How it's meaning it be this filled? it's not a tracer. What it is is you know, you know these saying? letters yeah. are holes. Meaning these letters would be holes. So now when you what pour about a ink, samach and a mem sofit? So how they have you. a hole in the middle? No, the opposite. The middle is filled, and the letter part is hole. So how would you do that? Oh, it's very easy. Silk screening. You just have a little bridge, I guess. They, yeah, they yeah. keep the hole in the metal. Yeah, they keep the hole in the metal. It's not a machine. It's done by human. Yeah, a human process. Right, exactly. So, yeah, anyway, yeah. that, that so I'm just giving you another example. Yeah. This but is relevant to almost every other thing. Okay, so let's see. Those are the same. That's your opinion. Here, so no, I mean, when you push a button on a laser, in this example, it shoots a laser beam that cuts directly where you're aiming. It's the same thing for a gun. You pull a trigger. Let's say I can. Let's say I can take a bow and arrow knife and shoot it at his penis. No, I mean, if you have it, it would be the same thing a as a laser or a gun. So, so is that kosher? That I'm not sure. It's a good I'm question. I'm just saying it. If he, you're using the logic of no, murder, gun, I told about murder. That's a different. I understand, but if murder, I'm telling you, he's, his language is there's no direct contact of the hand. I'll read you in, in Hebrew. I understand, but we have to know what his problem. Thing. I'm trying to figure out. Gun is the same thing in murder. Gun is exactly the same. thing. No, you're right. So when I brought in gun as an example, I don't know what he's saying. His statement is very vague. So I'll read to you in Hebrew. Maybe you can help me out. Meaning, he says, um, uh, he says the the lashon himol, the language of the verse himol, mashma krisa biyad obesakin velobesam. That's he's quoting that original truth. That has to be cut with a knife, or or I mean, it has to be cut with his hand or knife. Velobesam sheyichros memela. That the cutting is happening. By itself, so to speak, through the application of the of the caustic substance. Then he goes on to say here, he but says that's not based on anything. That's based on a based on the verse yimol. No, he's saying based from on the, the one word. Yes, hundred percent. So it doesn't say he anything says, about. So he tools. says um, he talks about shchita. Can you do shchita in that manner? Let's say I do shchita with a. So he says shchita. It's clear. You need a knife. That's clear. It's Allah Messina. He says, um, is that really Messina? The, the method of shechita You don't have to use a knife. You could use, you have to use something, a reed or a knife, something to cut. Where does it? It says that. Oh, in by the way, you can do. There was. It says that Gemara does talk about a Amora who did shechita with an arrow. He was able to. Oh, so it's not Torah Sinai. 
No, it is. You what, have to use something to cut with. Ah, something. Yes, yes, something to okay, cut that, with. So it could be laser. Maybe. Yeah. That's Perfect. a question. I'm not getting Bashkita. That's a different question. But I want to we'll read you his language here, and then you can help me figure yeah, it out. I'm yeah, trying yeah. to figure out. I don't know. It's, it's a very vague statement. He says... Uh, um, can't find his words here. Um, yes, he says, "B'zeish lion." We need to look into deeply. Imashenechtach strolin that these rays cut. Imashenasa strolin that these rays are cutting. Lo ayedei negia biyad klal is not through the touching of the hand at all. Ba'asaras arla to remove the foreskin. So is imadifa minasa ayedei sam? Is that better or worse than caustic substance? Because you know, this original response on the Imriyosher prohibited caustic substance. So he's now saying, we have to see, is laser better than that? Both the issue of caustic substance, the way he understood it, is saying, again, these words are, it's not done through the touching of the hand, the removing of the foreskin. Look, look so at the, the answer is yes, Some it is better. Caustic substance you put on and walk away, and the caustic substance doesn't work. The laser you can't right. walk away. It's something okay. that happens. Okay. So Levad. That's what you're talking about? The tap with yeah, the pinky. Yeah, the Alideya do Levad. Right. No, he's saying it, okay. it's not done through the touching of his hand. That seems to be his problem. So I'm saying the logic behind it is this whole grammar thing. Maybe it has. You need Koach Adam. The literal translation of that means you need a person doing the action of cutting. And he's saying that you don't have with the caustic substance, and you don't have a... The caustic substance is what's doing the cutting. So it's you, not the person. You don't basically have a strong argument. It's not an act of a person. So this is not He's good. wrong. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, got yeah, it that's, okay, You could disagree cool. with him, but that's what he's now before. There is another way to interpret this. So I saw someone else interprets him a totally different thing, which um, he mm -hmm. says that, as we discussed many times in the past, which you brought up a few minutes ago, the question of... Um, of of, uh, let's say, technology, meaning how does Allah view microscopes and all that, hearing aids and things that didn't exist, and now science has invented these things that now change the change technology. So he's, what he's saying is laser is, is, uh, is he's understanding this, is it, it's something metaphysical. Laser is not, uh, it's not perceived by humans. Humans can't see a laser. Okay, therefore, sure halachically, well, it's not considered, <laughs> okay, <laughs> meaning it's a meta something metaphysical. <laughs> therefore, meaning it's a new technology, which, you know, it's sort of like... It's like saying fire is metaphysical. It is. It's fire metaphysical? <laughs> so, I'm just telling you, listen, I'm just stating this other opinion. So, he's understanding okay. that's what's bothering him in here. It's not about... Lighting Shabbat candles, is that... Okay, one thing, what, so explain, I don't know anything about laser, I'm just telling you, I'm, right. my job is to give you over what the different responses are saying. So he's interpreting... You could light a candle with a laser. It doesn't. You could. You could what? You could light a candle, light a candle on Shabbat with a laser. It doesn't mean it's not physical, meaning it exists. We're not saying it doesn't exist. We're saying you can't see it with the naked eye. Can you see a laser with the naked eye? Yes. It's only because they put a light into it. They often pair them, correct. Right. But okay. I'm saying if it wouldn't have that pink light or that blue light, so can you see it? Just because so, something's so, invisible so necessarily it doesn't exist. Right. Again, this goes back to halachically. We discussed this many times. Forget. Shh, let's let's focus on the class. One second. I want to finish my point. One second. I need to finish my point. Wait, I'm in the middle of a statement. That's the point is like this. So the the laser, 
the laser, I'll get to you in a second, let me finish, in the middle of a sentence. So the laser, just like we said, for example, a microscope, according to halacha, if there's a bug in your lettuce, but you need a microscope to see the bug, it doesn't, doesn't exist. Now I'm going to say it's there, it's just you can't see it because you have bad eyes. Right, okay. The microscope, you can't see it when it's, okay. when it's enlarged 100,000 times. Okay. So halachically, the Torah, again, the Torah wasn't given to angels, this is something we discussed ad nauseum many times. So therefore, halacha says, if something, if you can't see something with your naked eye, halachically it doesn't exist. Of course so it exists. So the foreskin doesn't go away when you laser it? No, we're not saying that. Again, is there a bug in your lettuce? 100%. Is the, when you drink water, is there amoebas in your water? 100%. Mm-hmm. The Torah says, it's also to drink uh, shrats and creepy crawly trees. Just how can you drink your water? Because halacha wasn't given to angels. Therefore, things that we can't see with our naked eye, halachically, we, we don't, they're not included in the halachic realm. Okay, that's that's applied many times. What does times. it have to do with laser? So the though? question, so laser is something you just told me agreed that you can't see it with the naked eye. Without it being paired. Yes, okay. listen, of course, well, without, just like without it under a microscope. It depends on I can the see that amoeba if I put it the It can uh, be tuned to all different frequencies. Okay, so so that would be a good question. So in those days they only had his laser you couldn't see. Today where you can, so maybe it would change. But the point is what we're saying is the issue is not grama according to this other interpretation of this response. I mean, it's, a, it's a question of since it's something that can't be seen from the naked eye, therefore, it has no halachic validity. Wait, what, what do you call a bullet after it's shot? Can you see it? Um, I don't know. I've never seen a bullet flying. I've never seen a bullet because flying either, so therefore it doesn't exist? No, why can't you see it? First of all, it does exist. When you're shooting it, it exists. Because it goes faster than your, than than your vision. Than yeah, vision. I'm saying it exists. You see it coming out of the gun. So you see can say the firing. same thing. A laser exists I, in this bottle, yeah, yeah. and this tube, and then it's shooting through a thing. It exists. Again, the, the question here is, how do we view this? Meaning, like he said before, is do we care about the result, or do we care about the action? What's important here in the Mila? It sounds like they're trying to talk about the action. Right, exactly. So there's, according to all these things, they would seeming to be talking about that the action has to be done in a certain manner. It has to be considered a human action. That's, that's issue number one is what we're discussing, that you need a human to be performing the removal and it has to be attributed to him, as so, opposed to so indirect there, or causation or practical cause. Or could there be the other an legal accidental... Circumcision. That's a well. That's a good question. Well, you need. That's another question we're trying to get to. We're not going to get to, but which is that if we, well, I'm going to skip right on down to the the b- bottom line. Let me just finish this, and then I'll address your question. Meaning, he ends up saying that. Um, listen, at the end of the day, he says, if you have a child like this and you could do it, and it's a safe manner, uh, do it. But of course, we shouldn't use it lechatchila. Ideally, in a case. Um, um, for on, on children. That's what he comes out with in this response. So getting to the issue of anesthesia, we have six minutes. Sorry, Liz, you wanted to say something? Yeah. Well, I was saying, you were saying, well, you can't use the laser because it's a machine. I didn't say that. He said, well, I didn't say because it's a machine. so. Yeah. Because a, I've, I watched the scroll, the, uh, what? Shelter. Sh- sh- yeah. Do the, do it on the Torah. Well, do that wasn't kosher. <laughs> do what on the Torah? Write, write the letters. A laser? With a laser? No, with know. a pen. Machine, machine, and they did things that machine I didn't do. Machine or a pen? Do. One second. It was a machine. It was a uh, machine is a pen. A pen is a machine. A oh, pen is not a machine. It is pen absolutely is a machine. Yeah. It is. I did calligraphy. A pen is a machine. Okay, so we need to discuss the definition of machine, but that's not for this class. That's a very, it's a scientific but it question. But it is. Beyond and, the scope of this class. And he also did... When I did calligraphy, so what's your I point? What is your point? A pencil mark. So what what is your point about lasers? We get to the point because we only have a machine. 
Okay, we're not and saying a machine not, is a problem. But it's not. A knife is also a machine. The machine is not the issue. But You're missing it's the point. Also Do you want to hear what I have? You want to hear my answer? A machine is not the issue. I never said a machine is the issue. I you said if it's not direct, is the issue. Well, they don't that's even the question. do it direct. So that's the question. What's considered direct? Oh, well that's the, but it's nothing to do with machine. Machine is not the problem. The issue is not a machine. A knife is all. You could also say it's a machine. I had to do it direct. Okay. So so now let's, I want to talk about. Uh, first of all, there's a few other issues relevant. One is one is relevant to laser and to anesthesia. So I want to just mention that before we move on to anesthesia, which is that do you need blood in circumcision? Okay. Do you need blood? Um, meaning a laser when you do the meal, it seems like there's no blood involved. Some discuss and some want to say that the intrinsic part of Mila is blood, which is a big chedush. I mean, it doesn't say anything in the Torah about blood, but uh, a lot of the liturgy we discuss. If you ever read the things, uh, lose your appetite, the stuff that they say at the bris, um, a lot of it is about blood and his, his wallowing in his blood. And well, you don't want to read that stuff when you, um, before you eat your bagel. But uh, it seems like blood is an integral part of the circumcision, so some want to say. Um, that that's why laser would be not sufficient because there's no blood involved. Similarly, um, which is because it's actually relevant to the, some clamps that are used by certain Malim, specifically, I can get into a mugging a clamp, I don't know exactly how it works, but the mugging clamp, which is put on the penis prior to the circumcision, um, is, causes hemeostasis. And most post-skin will tell you it's prohibited to do that because by the time the mole's coming and cutting off the foreskin, there's no, you know, there's no blood involved because there was hemeostasis when you put the clamp on initially, um, therefore they prohibit using the mug and clamp, including Ramosha Feinstein. Um, this clamp that came out, I think, in the 50s, it's called the mug and clamp. Mug means a protector. So it's made to protect, but. But again, nothing is mentioned in the Torah about no, blood. No. So all this is made up after the fact. Of course. Okay, most of the be clear, most of None of that is 100%. relevant necessarily for biblical stuff. Yeah, if you only keep the Bible, yes. I understand. Okay. 100%. Um, most uh, most of Judaism, 90 per, 90, 95% of Judaism will not be relevant if you only look at the Torah. No, I just 100%. wanted to make sure, like, again, At least we should look at the Torah. At it least was relevant the in those rabbis' days about talking what about was the blood. Relevant? This blood talk. No, oh, it's done today. Every uh, every conservative bris, they say the same psukim I'm about the I'm saying the psukim that were right. said about the dam and the dam right. and the dam. No, I'm saying, so the question is, is, is that an integral part or not? So we, no, that's the argument. It's not. Again, that's your opinion. But it was seen as opinion. a way of healing. Like, it does make sense. No, no, sense. I'm not talking about the sucking blood. That's a different no, issue. No, but the blood they is talking about specifically, when I do a cutting, as we see, first of all, for a, uh, a gear, that's the only thing we do, is we draw a drop of blood. What does that have to do with circumcision? Clearly, blood and circumcision are related. I'm saying right? blood so was perceived that's a proof from a, from as a, a way convert. of healing. That's right. That we're healing the convert? What? Saying no, a convert. He was born, he, was, he had a circumcision 30 years ago. Now healing he's converting to Judaism. We do something called a tough at Nothing to do with healing the wound. We take out a drop of blood. That's Clearly, a memory of healing of the original memory, wound. It's, a memory of, it's not a memory. It's, it's an act of circumcision. We call that... In, it's a in, historical in reference, that's all. It's fine. That's There's nothing cool. wrong with it. It's just. No, so I'm saying today, practically, that's how we do But it's a symbolic life. Yeah, and historical in the Jewish people. It's not symbolic. It's uh, symbolic. It's an obligation. If someone converts without circumcision, they're not they're not converted, halachically speaking. So yeah, I think you're missing my reference, but that's okay. It could be. Yeah, if you don't if you don't get some blood, you're not really cutting. I mean, right. You cut off your fingernails. That's not that doesn't count. They grow back. Right. So that's the question but, here. But What's it, considered? But if the original circumcision that, that a Gentile had drew blood. 
<laughs> and now 30 years later it converts. It's really a symbolic circumcision. He right. may have had a perfectly kosher yes, circumcision. Yes, my point is, so, but what, you're right. It's the mens rea. It, it wasn't intended as a religious part right. of the covenant. No, again, right, so that's the question. Is do is blood an intrinsic part of the circumcision or not? We're trying to figure it out. Or is or the is the relationship is, to the covenant what's important? Because you can have a, a, a circumcision that, that bleeds and pushes the membrane back and does everything, but it's, it still wouldn't. You, you would still want to. Thirty years later, if you convert, you would still have to say, "Well, oh, saying, we have to do something symbolically to create no, that." No, I'm saying covenant. if he's allahically circumcised, then, what, then don't do anything. We don't. We don't. Well, maybe there's a video Judaism and it shows that it was done for, just uh, right. Show. We try not to do things just for show. If either it's required, required, which we're not going to prick someone's penis just for show. <laughs> that's a, that's cruel. <laughs> okay, but, I, you know, if there's it's a but, required ritual, but, then we we'll do you it. Have it. I if can't you had a video, you if you had a video of the symbolic reasons, if you had a video of the non of the non-Jewish circumcision, and they did all of the things that are required. No, again, because no, because again, the question is: is it the result we care about, or is it the action? So, if it's the action, then what they did 30 years ago is irrelevant because it was done to a non-Jew. But that's by the intent. So again, what is it? Is the result? No, it's not intent. Is it? Do we need an action of Mila, or do we need a circumcised person? Who, who needs the action? The is it the recipient of the of the uh, circumcision, or is it the moil that gets the credit? No, it's not, the, it's not a question of credit. It's a question. I mean, who who is a person who has circumcised to without going through the action of circumcision, which is really part of the question here of laser. If we're saying an action by a human being is required. It's the action that counts, not the result. Laser has the same result. But you go, you see the guy in the, the pool in the, in the locker room, they all look the same, thing. right? That's Whether he was lasered or done by a mole, right? The question is, do we care about the action or the result? Which was your original question, which is a great question. We still don't know the answer to that. But it seems like all these responses are assuming the action is important. And now the question is, can laser... They're all wrong. They are all wrong. Okay. What happens if the moil is, if Sorry. the person performing the circumcision on the non-Jewish baby is a moil, and then that child grows up exactly. and converts? So again, you, you can't do a mitzvah the non-Jew. It's like saying, a, you know, a, uh, I don't think of another example. You know, he wore his fill-in from his bar mitzvah. Now he's not, you know, well, it has nothing to do with it. If he wasn't Jewish, he was no, there's no obligation. So the intent is important there. It's more than the intent. It has to be an act of Mila. We don't. It's not an act of bris Mila of bringing someone to the covenant if it's done when the guy is not Jewish. There's nothing. That's not bringing him to the covenant. It was an act. Happens to be he's doing the same actions. But you know, it's like a non-Jew okay. keeping Shabbos. Did he fulfill a mitzvah? No. He's not obligated Shabbos, and he didn't do anything. It's a nice thing. He wants to have a day of rest. He doesn't. He has the same maybe benefits in the sense of he spends time with his family. But it's not called keeping Shabbos. Right, so the same thing, an act of bris mila when the person is not part of the covenant is, is nothing, it's not so a kavan issue, it's, that action wasn't an action of bris mila. So but there's no doing the circumcision, no right. Right. doing the circumcision on a hemophiliac is a sewer from the Torah. Well, it's, it's not, it doesn't say explicitly, but it's just like any other mitzvah you don't do if it's a danger to someone's life. Okay. It's no different. I just want to say, actually, there's a, a medrash that says that <coughs> the scorpion was the one that did Avram's mila. It was that God sent the scorpion. Oh, so according to that, That's someone would say that you see that it could be done by a non-human. That's a proof to you.
You have been listening to the MP3 project from the Jewish Ethic Institute. For a complete selection of our lectures, please visit our website at j-ethics.org. Shalom. Shalom.